That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Alright everybody, welcome to Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits, bringing you everything from comic books, video games, movies, media, animation, you name it bro. We got a good crossover for you tonight, covering the first Daredevil and Batman crossover, premiered in 1997, story by D.G. Shychester, pencils by Scott McDaniel, inks by Derek Fisher, colors by Gregory Wright. Let me just bang the panel out of the way. I got Grandpa Batman over from texas howdy and i got arkham asylum lpc from new jersey ahoy, ahoy. i know you know we're a bunch of daredevil fans from the bat force as well daredevil to us is kind of like the batman of marvel so tonight we're finally giving the devil his due marvel dc they did two crossovers because i think when you do comic book crossovers each publishing company has to do a version right um, so i now, this is the first one. It's called Eye for an Eye. The second one's called King of New York. Which is kind of interesting because it kind of draws a boundary between New York City and Gotham, you know, because everyone assumes that Gotham City is an actual, you know, representation of, of, of New York City. So this is kind of interesting because there's an actual distinction. Right. Well, initial thought real quick for the first one, Daredevil Batman, I think it's super well written it's a really short book but i think the pacing and the story and the characters i think everything worked really well it was a really well thought out story it kind of reminds me of uh red scare with batman and spawn because these two characters meet in new york as well and they have to go against some kind of uh, criminal that's involved with technological advancement and whatnot this story batman's in new york because there's been a, sh- a string of um robbers well, there was like a, like- a murder in Bruce Wayne and Wayne Tech's R&D department. Right. And he he identified it as, you know, Two-Face. So he's following the trails, and the trail leads to Manhattan. Mm. And uh, so that takes him to New York, where him and Daredevil kind of meet up in the sewers of of Manhattan. Yeah, in the sewers. I love it. That'd be cool if they bumped into a Ninja Turtle. In the process, that would just be cool because obviously they they're both tracking the same person. I know Daredevil's on a quest to find who's uh, committing all of these robberies that have to do with um, the tech. It's cool because Batman's kind of trailing him, isn't he, in, in the sewers? And Batman notices that there's a red color on the bright bass on the piping, but Daredevil mm-hmm. just passes it, and he says yeah. it, it catches the Batman's eye, raising suspicion, meaning. I guess Bat, you know, this Batman's uh, first encounter with Daredevil. I guess he's wondering why Daredevil didn't stop to look at it, not realizing that he's blind. Yeah, yeah and uh, the the writer, what's his name, D.G. Chichester or whatever, he does a real good job, kind of explaining, you know, both of the characters, giving a little bit of the background and stuff like that, and giving those little those little details like that. Now he had been, yeah, <clears throat> he had he had been the actual writer for the main daredevil title hmm. like in the early 90s to like i don't know 94 95 right so um so he had some experience with with daredevil um writing him and really getting into his head and knowing how he works and i mean it's not hard to go from either one of these characters to the other because i mean like you said they're almost the same person just different publishers Except one's rich and one's poor. I mean, yeah, that was a, that was a good point. Is that you know, Daredevil not- or Batman notices that he just kind of goes by that, and then later on shows that panel where Daredevil's kind of sneaking through the sewer, and Batman jumps down. Man, that's that's an awesome page right there. That's amazing because mm-hmm. Batman, you know, Daredevil's senses are heightened because he's blind, and it says. No external sensation warns Daredevil he's being stalked. 
the Dark Knight is that good. I thought that was yeah. pretty badass. So this guy's this guy's giving Batman his due as well. But uh, but then he goes, but an internal radar draws an outline of menace. So this internal radar is that like is that Daredevil's heightened sense in his mind? I guess visually put together an image, or is that something else? You know what I well, mean? Well, yeah, I mean you know because he can't see, so he uses all his other enhanced senses. Really, kind of like how a bat does, hearing his sense of smell, his sense of touch to feel changes in temperature and wind direction, right. even even taste out of the air and or whatever. Mm. Well, bats are supposed to be blind as well, aren't they? That For the most ex- part, yeah. That old expression, "blind as a bat." I don't know. I just wonder. Right. I yeah. like how uh, Scott McDaniel drew the the radar sense. I mean, it kind of shows you that the way Daredevil perceives objects it's not like a real clear image it's just it's almost like a rough sketch yeah it's just mm. it's not a real defined thing it's just it's almost like a presence that he feels that he knows that something's coming at him batman throws some batarangs at him and i love the way uh, <laughs> daredevil catches them but in a way where yes it looks like horns are coming out of his head made of the batarangs as usual they, they start g- scrapping from the very beginning man mm-hmm. they always have to do that in crossovers that page they showed a first piece of footage from the surveillance video Mm -hmm. to to the left um, Daredevil's like we're both sewer diving for the same reason am I right thieves and murderers well guess where the part um, guess where a part of me is hoping you'll place your bet and the way way he drew Daredevil there's like damn that's (laughs) that's pretty awesome yeah he's the way it's written and the way it's drawn I mean you can see that like Daredevil he's not stepping down or he's not scared of Batman no, not at all. I guess I think he's really familiar with Batman <clears throat> as well. Well, um, also, I mean, part of the reason why he's called Man Without Fear, he doesn't see things like you know you and I see things. So he doesn't see like Batman and all his and all his presence. You know, all he can probably perceive is that there's this person with a cape, kind of standing before him. And, he, and if you can't really see that, it, you're not really going to be intimidated by that. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. That's why he stands up to a lot of people is because he's not, he, you know, a lot of these bad guys are real scary and terrifying and he doesn't see all that. He may see a silhouette of them and stuff like that, but, you know. The fact that they were able to um, have Matt Murdock and Harvey Dent have like, um, what would you call like like a mock trial in law school when they were younger? Really good idea. Yeah, and it plays out later in the, in the story because um, Matt in this story is almost a lot like how Batman is in... In DC stories, because he still believes in some good is still left in in Harvey Dent. He kind of refuses to believe that he's just gone all, you know, big bad Harv. It's cool how they go back to the surveillance video about um from uh, Wayne Tech when they were on the neural net team was developing um the way they described it was a quantum surge forward in anything using computer computing muscle nutrient elements. Basically, it was um. They were growing a prototype from a living brain, like a chip. Yeah, it's like a organic microchip that kind of grows itself inside a host. They were trying to be able to process digital information through a organic neuron. Right, and I think it's processed quicker due to brain activity as well. Then we jump back to Thumb Jockey Arcade Sales in Brooklyn. <laughs> where um, <laughs> Parvi's throwing a bunch of quarters at this guy. Um, this poor guy. This poor guy. He's like begging the... for his life. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty brutal. So here it shows up that he teams up with Mr. Hyde. Is Mr. Hyde a daredevil villain? So they just no, made this guy I up? I think he's just like a D-level Marvel villain. I think they just picked somebody that kind of had the duplicity. Yeah, like Harvey Dent. Yeah, like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah, that makes yeah. That makes a lot of Mr. sense. Mr. Hyde is oh, shit. Marvel. Yeah, Looks he's like not... he's in a Spider-Man comic. Yeah, him and Daredevil. Spider-Man and Daredevil kind of shared a lot of villains. I think <laughs> I think when Stan Lee first invented Daredevil, he was just like, well, I got to have some rogues. And he just said, fuck it. I'll just take all of Spider-Man's people and oh, have so... them fight the same people. Oh, so this guy, so basically it looks like Harvey's just stealing a bunch of tech from this guy. Harvey keeps feeding him these... Uh... I guess what he's calling them smart pills, but it, they're like it's kind of like um I guess like speed or Adderall or something to increase his brain <laughs> activity to boost if, the uh, chip he has in his brain already. 
Yeah, from earlier in the comic and like the uh, the footage film from the Neural Net team, there's yeah. three elements there. There's like the needle, the syringe, and then there's they point to the pills too, which plays out later in the comic too. Yeah. I didn't realize it until just going through it again right now. So Harvey Dent has tricked this Jekyll and Hyde dude to put one of these microchips in his brain mm. and is basically essentially incubating him to right. to harvest. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. And at the same time, they're going out and stealing all this tech and microchips and stuff from computers and video games mm. for yeah. money on the black market or something. Yeah, for some, for some girl. Then we, we jump to a flashback of... Uh, Matt Murdock and Harvey Dent in law school at Columbia, which is pretty cool. Oh, then we got a nice image of Daredevil and Batch jumping through the skyline of New York City. Yeah, um, dude. And McDaniel's art is badass in this book. Yeah. He has a little Norm Brayfogle influence. Yeah, I've not. Yeah, definitely with the Batman. And uh, I love how Daredevil keeps giving Batman his due in this as well. Oh, you're the Batman, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeps giving him the business. Bat, Bat, Bats keeps putting him down. Like you know. I love how he draws Batman with like those extra long spikes on his glove. Yeah, that is pretty. Those sweet. are so badass. Mm-hmm. Nice classic bat suit as well. He goes, "Let's say you're visually impaired. The favor, your other yeah." He like really breaks down all of um, Daredevil's capabilities from his heightened sense. Yeah. But this is the first time he's ever encountered him, so that's pretty badass as far as him being a detective and everything. Yeah, he figures him out real quick, and Daredevil's like, "Oh shit!" And, and the whole time, like he's <laughs> he's trying to convince him the whole time that Harvey Dent is is bad, but Daredevil, you know, Daredevil's kind of like, I, "I still believe there's some good in him." And he's such an asshole too to Daredevil. He's asking him how he drove so quick from um, Gotham, or whatever, to New York, and Batman's talking about he is. He's like, "I have more subtle means of moving what I want to, where I want to. Redeem your dignity. Stop asking <laughs> stupid questions." I thought it was cool. Like Batman is such a dick in this book. Yeah. But <laughs> I liked in the, I think it was the page before where they're talking and um, you know, they're arguing about Harvey Dent and stuff like that. And Batman has that panel that says, "I'll be sure to bring that up with the victims' families." And like the the word bubble has got ice sickles from it (laughs) that is pretty sweet um so you know you know you can kind of put some extra intonation into that being like oh yeah he's really giving him the business actually if you look over to the right of that page and on a daredevil's forehead the way he drew it it looks like a cross right between his eyes right that's that's pretty cool yeah daredevil's jumping around this is so awesome the way daredevil just jumps on the top of a moving batmobile while batman looks up and uh, Batman's trying to swerve around to get him off. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Daredevil's kind of fucking with him at this point. He just, I guess he just wants to work together with him and Batman just a little reluctant at first. So then they play yeah. a game of chicken after he gets him off the, the roof of the Batmobile. So he's well, like, Well, he's also kind of letting him know that, hey, you're, this is my town. Mm, you know? Yeah. You're on my turf. So Batman's like, screw it. He's just going to like floor the Batmobile you. right towards Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's really cool is how Daredevil can sense... He senses his heart. His heart. Oh, yeah, here it is. His... The war drum beat of the Batman's heart. <laughs> war drum beat. <laughs> <What>? Crazy. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Darkness. <laughs> no parents. <laughs> <laughs> and Batman just swerves around him. And, ba- and Daredevil just smiles and is like, blink. Yeah. Then we, cu- then we cut back over to the uh, the surveillance video again, which is pretty creepy, dude. The neural net team, um, the they say implanting a neural net seed in the living host is unlikely to become factory model. Looks like they put one in an ape, is it? Or a... Yeah, a little chimp. That shit is fucked up, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up, isn't it, dude? Not only did the chip not survive, but his, his demise looked pretty bad from that chip. Well, you know, and what's funny is that, okay, this came out, what, 96, 97? So this mm-hmm. is really before, like, all that PETA shit got going. <laughs> you couldn't really draw something like this in a book now, man. You couldn't draw a monkey having its brain fried now. Mm. Now now you see the monkey shopping and uh, shopping for cruelty-free carrots and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, they, they developed a field unit to neutralize the perception nutrients. So, like, kind of like an antidote. But there's, like, a key, a key lock on it, like a color key code that you need to use for the, um, syri- I guess it's like a syringe. They showed a, the footage cut a little. And that's pretty cool, too. It's like, how did you get in here? 
Get away from that. You're not allowed. Oh, good God. Look at his look. Oh, good God. Look at his face. Look at his. That's <laughs> so, it's so creepy. He's killed Joe. He's killed them all. Please, someone. And then it cuts right, right to, um, to Two-Face. And it's like, get my good side. So I was like, <laughs> this, is a, this is this is Two-Face, man. This guy, Shychester, whatever. He, um, he understands Two-Face as well. This part I didn't get too much. They're they're in a Catholic church and they're selling the tech that they stole, Two Face and Mister High, to this right. girl. They met up with a fence to to get some cash for whatever they've stolen. Now, who is this person? She's a fence. She's like kind of the broker between them, them the thieves and the black market, and she she's right. kind of the middleman. Cause she looks like some. <clears throat> Like she's on some Tron shit, you know. Like, like I, that's what that's what threw me off. If she just looked like a regular person, I'd be like, all right. But the stuff she's wearing, it's kind of like pre-millennial hipster or something. I don't know. Man, who knows? It's the nineties. Yeah. Everybody, everybody had armbands and leg bands <laughs> back then. Yeah, that, I mean, that threw me off. Um, it's kind of cool. They showed a little transfer transformation between ah, the transformation between um, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah. Basically, they're pissed off because she's um, asking if they want the total in cash or wired to some account. And Mr. Hyde, like, loses it. And it's like, yeah, he, we were he told gets all cash. Paranoid. Yeah, he gets nuts. It's pretty brutal, man. They um, they pretty much mm-hmm. just, um, they wrap, he wraps wire around her neck and hangs her. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can see how, you know, the more pills he eats, the more he... It's almost like he's on taking a roid rage. And Harvey's just, you know, he's just egging him on, you know, yeah. the whole time. He's even dropping little hints. You know, what's kind of funny is if you look at Harvey in that page in the background while she's hanging, his outfit kind of looks like Tommy Lee Jones's outfit from uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones's outfit from, uh, what was it, uh, Batman Forever he was in? Yeah. 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 That too. That was funny. Um, yeah, they like hang her by pipe. I'm like, damn, dude. And so Batman and Daredevil find her hung from the, uh, the ceiling from the uh, the Catholic Church. Yeah, this book's pretty brutal, man. It really is brutal. Oh, they... Yeah. I see yeah, Batman's pretty much explaining to Daredevil what's going on with this tech and why they're trying to use it. He, pre- he pretty much know After recovering the chip, he pretty much understands because Wayne Tech had developed this, this chip or technology. He finds a piece of Hyde's hair and, you know, he's like... He can smell basically the toxins that... Hyde has been ingesting. Right. That's crazy. Batman takes it from him and kind of does it through his little bat analyzer. Yeah. And figures out what Harvey Dent's doing. Right. At this point, Harvey Dent's pretty much feeding into Hyde's (laughs) stimulating. He just snaps that shit from Daredevil, too. Daredevil's (laughs) face in that panel. What the fuck? And then they're at an internet cafe late 90s like yeah. when the internet was like whoa the internet so the this part just kind of cracked me up i was like okay you just you just killed a person took all the money and you go to an internet cafe mm. was the only point was so they could get some more microchips from the computers i don't know i, I couldn't figure that out mm. maybe they just want a coffee out I, I don't know they're tearing shit up yeah, they're tearing, they're blowing this internet cafe up, and the owners come out looking like real pre two thousand hipsters. And this was making fun of the late nineties, early two thousand, like millennial tech kids or whatever you want to call them. because I mean, this kid's like trendy cyber cafes. Forget about it. Give me a good Dunkin' Donuts any day. <laughs> so this guy, <laughs> and was, then he even throws a jab at kind of uh, the government here yeah. with with First Amendment and internet shit. Yeah, invasive and repressive legislation against the press and all that stuff. So I guess that was a but big thing, would, too. When it was coming but out. that would probably be something that Harvey Dent would also kind of say, too, you know, because he's from his still law- a lawyer. Yeah, that's true. They're about to lay waste to the, the, the husband and wife couple that own the cafe, which I guess is kind of a cliche as well. Like all these fucking hipsters will be like married couples opening up these little obscure. Is she wearing a Batman shirt? Yeah. <laughs> it almost looks like a um, like an Asriel Nightfall shirt or something like that. Oh, because okay. yeah, this is post, you know, still in the '90s. So this guy, uh, Mister Hyde, slamming more pills, you know, to <laughs> increase the stimulus to pump that uh, that neural chip or whatever. And then uh, Batman and Daredevil encounter them. Yeah, it's a good fight too, man. It wasn't like a quick wrap-up fight, you know. They were they were going at it for a little while. <laughs> Supposedly Hyde has some crazy-ass powers that could 
that as Batman puts it can knock Superman into orbit. It's almost like uh as if he's like Bane in a way, yeah. you know. And they're and they're both, you know, taking their shots at him and they kind of have to team up take him out. Yeah. <laughs> Batman has been a chokehold and he's trying to let him know that Two-Face has been playing him saying, you know, the only score here is Two-Face's he put an organic computer chip in your head to misuse your body like an incubator. Batman lets Mr. Hyde know that Two-Face has been playing him and he gets really pissed off. Daredevil stops Two-Face from killing the, the store owner. That was pretty cool how he intercepted him. Which is cool because now you think about it, you have Daredevil and Two-Face, but that's, you know, Matt Murdock and Harvey Dent from law school. Yeah, and that's where Matt takes kind of an advantage to, yeah. to try to appease to the human side of Harvey Dent and even kind of throws out that old saying that Harvey once said to him. Batman can't hold back Hyde for much longer because how powerful he is. So Matt Murdock says to Two-Face, he kind of quotes him from law school, something like, uh, your plan's gone to pieces, death just adds to the imbalance, reign it in control, both sides by doing something right. And it kind of brings Harvey back to that. And He, he says, you've got to balance it out, counselor. And that kind of freezes him in his tracks. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, he was going to take a coin to, to make a decision. And then uh, Dare, Daredevil was like, screw the coin. Two-Face reveals that he has uh, whatever that syringe with the key code. And they you see right there, that, that shows how smart Matt Murdock is as, as a, an attorney. Yeah, giving him his due, huh, boy? He can, well, I mean, he can argue with you and counter-argue and counterpoint and kind of show you why what you've been doing is wrong and give you an alternative. Right. And, and Harvey's like, okay, yeah. And that kind of calibrates his, his attorney and his Harvey Dent side back to, okay, I can make a rational decision yeah. instead of just letting big bad Harv, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So he's able to get the syringe in him, which pretty much neutralizes him or puts him down because Mr. Hyde will go nuts. I guess that, yeah, I guess that <laughs> shuts down the whole neural process and the chip evolving in his mind and his brain or whatever. So that's pretty cool. This is a pretty cool line where Daredevil goes to Two-Face. It's like, I thought you were a risk taker. And he's like, don't make any mistakes about me, Red. Anything that happened here tonight was simply the last of Harvey Dent. And then Batman and Daredevil at the same were like, rest in peace. They, they kind of ended it in a cool way, too. You know, you, it's not the typical, you know, they're both jumping through the sky, this new team or whatnot. It's, um, we're, they're at uh, some black tie event where um, Matt Murdock and uh, Foggy attend. Uh, I believe in New yeah, York. They're at, where, where they? Yeah, it's still in New York. He bumps into Bruce Wayne. Kind of getting the idea that he knows who it is because of, um, I guess, his heartbeat. Or mm -hmm. Their dynamic is fun because Bruce can't be bothered and, you know, considers him not a nuisance, but, you know, not somebody he really wants to deal with as well. And Daredevil kind of just keeps fucking with him because uh, Bruce is like, you know, don't come back to Gotham, Murdoch. And Matt goes, why, Mr. Wayne? Are you daring me? So he's kind of like letting, they're kind of letting each other know that they know who each other, you know, that they're wearing the mask. Well, yeah, I mean, they're both kind of historically loners. Up until, you know, this recent run with Charles Soule, Daredevil never had like a sidekick, you know. Mm. Bruce Wayne, Batman's history with sidekicks and stuff usually doesn't turn out too well. Or he just kind of seems to, you know, ostracize everybody. And well, just like in Lego Batman, he didn't, he didn't work well with a team. And so <laughs> of course these two aren't going to really mix, you know, they're kind of like oil and water. I thought it was a really cool story. And I really liked the, the choice of the rogues too. And how he tied in the, uh, you know, the legal aspect with, with Matt Murdock and Harvey Dent. This is grandpa Batman. And this is a recommended reading straight from Commissioner Gordon's office, Daredevil, End of Days, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Klaus Janssen. This is a book that looks at the end of the life of Daredevil. It's intended to be canon, so you're actually looking at the fate of Daredevil and the results and after effects of, of the, the life of Matt Murdock. So it's collected in a hardcover about 25 bucks you can go to any comic store and read it and it is great it's called daredevil end of days um good evening alfred thaddeus crane pennyworth here imploring you to listen to bat force radio it's what i always do when master bruce is out late on patrol cup of tea warm fire and bat force radio cheers
All right, welcome to the second half of the Batman Daredevil episode, where we're going to cover Batman Daredevil, King of New York. Let me just introduce the new roster. Um, Grandpa Batman and LPC are still in here, but I got uh, I got Arkham inmate 0801, better known as Big Diggity from West Virginia. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I got Robin Cross up in Canada. I thought we were doing part one tonight. And I got the Trunkler. <laughs> From Chicago. Hey, what's going on? So we're back for the second half to, con- you know, to continue giving the devil his due. Um, Gramps, take it away, man. Just like what we talked about previously is that whenever these major publishers uh, get together to do a crossover, each publisher gets gets its own book. So, um, you know, Eye for an Eye was put out by uh, Marvel. What do we say it was? 1997. And then this Batman slash Daredevil. King of New York was put out in 2000, uh, written by Alan Grant, and then illustrated by Eduardo Barreto, who I looked up some information on him, and he was from Uruguay. He was very popular in Uruguay for doing um, comics there, and then he came to the U.S. and worked with uh, D.C., came to the U.S., did some work for D.C. and Dark Horse, and uh, they got him on to uh, do this book, which is Kind of a big honor, I guess, because, you know, I'm sure there were a lot of artists lined up that would have loved to do Batman Daredevil. So this book came out in 2000. What's really cool about this book, I mean, it's only like 40 pages, but Alan Grant actually broke it up into like little four chapters. Starts off page one. We have this beautiful flash page of of a classic Catwoman in the purple suit with the the tall uh, black stocking type boots. And she's coming down on this rooftop meeting some guys and it you can already see you know daredevil's tracking her so it's kind of interesting why, why why is daredevil in in gotham city damn that's definitely one of my favorite catwoman seats oh yeah. shit that purple huh boy so we gotta mm-hmm. oh yeah oh diggity oh. batman intercepts daredevil while he's tracking catwoman yeah and this is what's crazy is that you know daredevil he he's tracking uh this whole situation that's about to ha- go down Obviously, Catwoman's there to do a deal with these guys, and Daredevil senses Batman swinging in. <laughs> and this is where this book just gets... It, it already just starts off ridiculous. 300 feet in the air, Daredevil piggyback jumps on Batman swinging by. I mean, it's a it's a pretty awesome splash page, but I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like the old Spider-Man cartoon where he's like swinging down streets and... What the fuck are his webs attaching to? (laughs) (laughs) I love these two together, though. Uh, The like they they don't just do like a buddy up thing where they're pals and they're out uh, getting up to hijinks together. They don't entirely like each other, but they just uh, agree to put it aside and and get things done. Hmm. The characters act for the sake of the team up, which is nice. I really liked. um, Unfortunately, I don't have my copy in front of me, but. When they're right after they intercept each other and they're falling, those little little captions say, "Was it a one one man has no fear and then the other man uh, just laughs at his fear?" Yeah, it says like one man knows his fear and respects it, and the other one has made it his master. Yeah, mm. and it's always like, okay, well, which one? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both of them master their fear, and both of them, you know. Um, I took Daredevil as the master of fear, and then Batman the one that would uh, laugh in its face. But yeah, we'll see at the very end. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think about this guy's art style? I like it. It's, I, I guess a lot like of people, a lot of people would say, "Oh, it's very '90s," um, but I, I love it. I, I think it's really effective. It's not too detailed, but it's the he his his perspective is right, which is really important. It's very different than what a. Uh, McDaniel did in in the mm-hmm. first book. Yeah, McDaniel's very stylized, like that sharp edge, blocky kind of style. This is more a little more rounded. He uses a lot of shadowy areas, you know, a lot of uh, blacked out backgrounds and things like that. Yeah, I really like that as well for for like a, a bat book. Yeah, the tone. It, it, yeah, it kind of it kind of gives that uh, animated series feel. You know, you yeah. you have a lot of instances of a dark background with a, a bright light shining uh from behind and like silhouette to me this batman looks almost like an 89 keaton that's what yeah. i was just gonna say oh yeah. shit oh Tom. Yeah. in some panels his suit does look almost completely black too with the yellow oval even though it's great but it really 
seems to be throwing some homage towards the Keaton suit for sure. Hell yeah. Hashtag Keaton gives beatings. Oh, Trunks just dropped the they, hashtag on your ass. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and so they they come crashing down and, and cat you know catch Catwoman a little bit off surprise mm. and they smash the, the goons. Well, Catwoman well, starts flirting a little bit with Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, boy. <laughs> Lena One of, it's great when they uh when they actually confront the two criminals and what is it daredevil does like a like a double back kick yeah and then the two goons fall in the batman's hands and he just headbutts them like he's moping oh that looks so painful it crushes their heads yeah. together, dude. <laughs> oh. hit them so hard they were fusing to one person yeah it looks like that <laughs> it is exactly like molded to larry and curly oh wise guy <laughs> so, just, so they're still chasing Selena, and then we have uh, who's it, the Scarecrow? Yeah, yep. you know they're chasing they're chasing Catwoman, and uh, Daredevil says something about um, you know Batman. He wants to know what are you doing here in in Gotham. Daredevil explains, you know, this case that she has has information on Kingpin, and um, oh, Batman's like, why why is the Kingpin of any interest to to Gotham? And Daredevil says, you know, that's what I'm here to find out, and. Uh, if we do this team up, we're no, we're we're gonna do this as partners instead of how last time it was almost like Batman treating him like his little brother, yeah, like a Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Matt, uh, I've got a new suit I want you to wear here. Oh. <laughs> hey, you can't see. How do you feel about green shorts? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like no, it will look like you're smuggling some plums. You might. He might be able to make it work. Uh, Matt Murdock is the ladies' man of the Marvel Universe. He's sort of the Batman in that respect. Oh, that's shit. Mm. Well, that's what was so funny when, when Catwoman was kind of flirting with him. I was like, oh, yeah. here goes Matt Murdock. He, he's got that nose for, uh, you know. Scarecrow over Gotham, you know, kind of ha- hanging out, waiting for uh, Catwoman to bring him his delivery. Which I thought that this was also pretty smart to have, you know, Scarecrow who loves his specialty is fear toxin and, and striking fear in people and he he feeds on that. So you've got the man without fear eventually gonna be going up against Scarecrow. I thought that was pretty pretty cool. and the master of fear and man without fear. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I also love Scarecrow's look in this too. He looks real menacing. You like t- yeah. he got that noose on like uh, the Tim Sale Scarecrow, right? Like or similar. Blazing red, rich eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Dude, I, don't I love these happens. panels when uh, Catwoman and him meet up. I mean, dude, this guy's—he's a great artist. Yeah. I think she had money, didn't she? Or, uh, or did she have the information on Kingpin? She had the file notes on Kingpin, and she was trading yeah. for money. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I think I, I gathered from what she said about the money being lost that she was actually supposed to meet up to do the trade, but to take both cases. Yeah, she took yeah. it. She kind of throws Batman and Daredevil off the scent a little bit yeah. by putting this tracker around a an alley cat. It's funny because doesn't, doesn't Daredevil just start laughing? Yeah, and Batman's like, "What's so funny?" <laughs> <laughs> I love chapter two because it's titled Guns and Roses. Hmm. Later on, you find out there's a reason why because it introduces a character who's known for, you know, a rose. Oh. And uh, we get a nice big view of uh, the Batcave. What do you guys think about that? Oh, I love it. I love that style. Yeah. That's Look at that. That's like, that, that, uh, that computer monitor is amazing and the, the penny oh, yeah. and the... Yeah, it's, it's more of that contrasty style that looks like the animated series. It's all just shadows. Yeah. Uh, the light of the of the computer. Yeah. Make, it does. Nope. Yeah, like the animated series. Makes my. I've always liked how you know uh, different artists' interpretation of the of the cave. Mm, yeah. Like, that's right. Uh, like uh, like Sean Murphy, like uh, Murphy's going to have more, probably more of the vehicles, more details. Mm. Um, this is more of like a animated series kind of vibe to it. Yeah. You know, I always like to see how each one takes it or yeah. how, how they interpret it themselves. I was going to say I'm much more a fan of uh, the Batcave that he did in this and the Batmobile that he did. Mm. Yeah. He, he really nailed it with the cave, not as much with the car. Maybe. <laughs> I just love some of the dialogue because earlier in chapter one, uh, Daredevil, you know, and Batman were talking, and Daredevil says, you know, New York breeds them tough. 
And then they get to the Batcave and Dirt and and uh, Daredevil's like, a Batcave? You take this shit serious, huh? And he's like, I have to. Gotham City breeds them extra tough. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> they they just, have that, it, I I mean, that repartee between two guys who don't entirely like each other. Mm. I just hear Will Arnett when, when I read that. Just, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> up, man. Batman's sitting at the computer and he's got the gloves of the of the bad guys, the goons that they just beat up, and he picks up some toxin on it. Was, it was uh, his his glove actually? Oh, his glove. Yep. Yeah, he said that uh, some of their uh, sweat and body oils. <laughs> that's crazy. He, he had uh, adhered to his gauntlet. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. How Batman, you know, after a fight, can actually use information from his own suit to figure out the case that's pretty ingenious yeah yeah like i i touched this guy's bum so i'm gonna figure out who he is <laughs> well and it didn't help the fact that he didn't take his gloves off when he drove in the batmobile he you know he he contaminated his own evidence but he's still able to pull off yeah that's right he's gonna say wait a minute yeah this because is my dna <laughs> scratched his balls and... oh no man these guys had <laughs> you know as well as I do they're the they kind of have an idea of who the main culprit is and uh the scoundrel I, think, I, just, I just think it's interesting how like Daredevil doesn't has never heard of Scarecrow and, mm. and stuff like that uh, yeah. they really keep they're really keeping the worlds apart even though you know this is an else world anything can happen but right. so now they, they, they could have gone the other way they could have uh, had references to oh yeah Scarecrow I you know I I threw him in jail once. Yeah, dude, look, look at that panel where it shows Batman and Daredevil staring at the screen, like it shows their faces. How good? How good is that, man? Like the use of shadow in that, and the the glow from the monitor, like where where Daredevil has his arm resting on Batman's chair. You know what I'm yeah, that's, that's so, amazing. That's so good, man. I'd like that if. Like as a print without the word bubbles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So now they're on the hunt. They uh they decide to team up and they're like, let's get the fuck out of here and get in the car. I think Daredevil likes riding in the car. Oh yeah. yeah beats walking I've into always, telephone I've always holes. thought it'd be cool if Daredevil had like his own car that kind of like Knight Rider that could drive itself. Well, mm. it's, it, yeah, because he can't buy a car very easily because it's not like he can get a license. Mm. Right. Well, it's New York. It's not like he can park it. He he has to switch sides <laughs> of the street every. That's every true. Other day too. <laughs> you nailed the gramps. That is so true. And this is there was a nod to the uh, the last issue, eye for an eye too. He's like, sure you wouldn't prefer to ride on the outside? Yeah. Oh. It's amazing. I love that. They go around Gotham and they start beating up people to to get information and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they tip him off the to track down this truck full of uh, guns that's being shipped to New York. Now this is what's interesting. They track down this truck, make it pull over. Turns out that it was actually a setup. Scarecrow had set a bomb to try to kill him because he knew that Batman would be on his tail. And so, and, uh, and I, I think it's uh, interesting that the truck is inhabited by uh, Batman's. Uh, disguised form from year one and abraham from the walking dead yeah <laughs> yep yeah. oh those are little scarecrow toys yeah little mm-hmm. i was wondering what those were so the ball the truck blows up and the guys uh you know they act like they don't know what's going on but daredevil scares the shit of them and uh says where's the delivery address they tell them the address here's what's interesting the next page it says 50 miles away Another truck enters Manhattan and heads west or heads down the west side highway. So that tells me that Gotham City's in Jersey then. Well, I was going to say that's what I liked because Gotham City originally was supposed to be in Jersey. Yeah. Golden Age. What do you you say about that crap? Yeah, well, what does Chris Christie say about it? Does that make Chris Christie the penguin? <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit's bad if Chris Christie is the, the governor. No, we. I think. Uh, I think sense. if we're doing Chris Christie talk, we got to get Tom King back on here to uh, <laughs> to handle that Chris Christie talk. The gang to his wang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so this truck pulls up, and uh, these mofo's open up the back, and there's Scarecrow, and he's just like, "New York, New York," I presume. Hey, wait, I got what a question, Gramps. When What's you, that? When you go back uh, go back about a page where Daredevil is grabbing that guy by the shirt, uh-huh. and uh, tell me the way they drew Daredevil, tell me what that looks like. 
does that remind you of? That's for sure. Does it remind you of that DKR cover when like? That's what I was. I was about to say that. Yeah, that's fucking. That's exactly what I thought of right when I saw it. I like how they shadowed out his face, so you you'd have that effect, like that almost like uh, the duality, like Daredevil and Batman. So I thought that was because he's really bulky in that image too. So I thought that was. He's really bulky in this whole book. I mean, that's kind of not. How he normally uh, looks, but it, it also I think it's Gramps will know uh, better than me on this. I there's a a Daredevil cover that looks a lot like that too. I think it might be one of the issues of Father. Yeah. Oh yeah, Father. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, they he, the the cover for that totally resembles a, a DKR one for sure. He drew him really bulky and big in that. It was like a big Miller on it. It seemed like anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like he was like so top heavy. Who, who yeah. did the art? Who, yeah. who did the art in uh, in Father? Was that Romita Joe? or something? Uh, Casada, I believe. Casada, yeah. Casada, okay. Mm. that. Oh, diggity. Mm. So what we got here? So Scarecrow's in the back of the, of the van, Gramps. Yeah, he's in the back of the van, and and you know they're like these guys are like, who the hell is this? Because they're <laughs> expecting, you know, <laughs> they're expecting some weapons or whatever, and uh, Scarecrow tells them, you know, hey, you know. You're holding the guns that are laced with, you know, my toxin, and he basically, you know, implanted the guns with uh, some kind of like hypnotic uh, gas, to, so that these guys are now working for him. These are Kingpin, Kingpin's men. Right. Yeah. So then we're at chapter three, Dark Knight in Manhattan. So this is pretty cool because now we have Batman in New York City again, because uh, they they were in New York for Eye for an Eye, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what's different than the other book. I mean, in the other book, it was just all in mm. New York City. This one actually flip flops between Gotham. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because it was published by DC, so they're gonna get their. <laughs> they're gonna say. He's gonna say... <laughs> <laughs> so Kingpin's now getting the news that uh, his whole army is being turned against him by this wacko from gotham city man he lays waste to these guys he does not get play around i love the one guy he says you know hey man i was just playing along i i, <laughs> I wasn't hypnotized i swear and he's bullshit Kills just shoots uh, that's uh that's not turk is it <laughs> turk. Oh, i hope not i love turk <laughs> turk. <laughs> turk says a lot of things Turk says a lot of things <laughs> turk killed that man i love this uh kingpin this wilson fisk he's a badass yeah, I found that recently. I read Kingpin voice in Vincent D'Onofrio's voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope they put him in Defenders. Oh, me too, man. So here we are. We we got Wilson Fisk, and he realizes that uh, you know, the Scarecrow dude is trying to take over his uh his army here in uh, New York City, and this is where kind of the title ties in because it's called King of New York, and you think. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's talking about, you know, maybe Daredevil or Batman. No, it's talking about Kingpin or actually four guys that could, you know, be the king of New York, quote unquote. Mm. But it's actually more about Wilson Fisk. I like that he says, uh, he says, king of New York. That geek couldn't be king of Podunk. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys find it interesting that, uh, that the opposite is Scarecrow for the who could be boss in New York. Out of all the Gotham rogues, do you think it's just it's interesting that they chose Scarecrow? Yeah, I thought it was. It was, a, it was an interesting matchup for sure um, because you would think like you could see maybe even like Bane in that role really good up against Kingpin, but it was neat. Or Penguin. Scarecrow. I was going to say Penguin, yeah. Mm, Penguin, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think the, the fear thing just uh, just makes it work. Yeah, yeah true. They, they, they knew that they were going off of the the fear thing with man without fear. I just think it's funny because this book really shows how Scarecrow is out of his fucking mind, dude. <laughs> I think people sleep on him a lot, but Scarecrow's no joke, man. Just check it. Right? Even in Arkham Knight, when he was like the main baddie, he's like, he's kind of a mastermind, but he is, a, he is also out of his mind as well. I think sometimes he's just too alone. Yeah. But, uh, well, spoiler alert. I haven't gotten to play the game. Thanks. <laughs> that wasn't uh, <laughs> okay. been out three years. <laughs> 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 when you look at Scarecrow, he's, um, you know, he was a he was a doctor, but he's a skinny. He comes across as being like a skinny, frail kind of. You know, he's definitely not someone that's going to go, you know, toe to toe, blow for blow with Batman. But he's gonna, 
He's going to beat you with his mind, if, especially if he can get that fear gas. Well, and I just love so much, too, about his character, how how parallel. He's one of Batman's rogues that is really a great parallel of Batman himself with the whole, uh, you know, he was afraid of birds, so he adapts to Scarecrow. Bruce is afraid of bats, he adapts to that. You know, Bruce... Uh, comes to face his fears, takes on the bad symbol, and uh, Scarecrow masters fear and uses that against people, you know. Actually, it, it was they, a crow. They, they both use fear. It was a crow because if, and Sean Murphy did the art for a Scarecrow Year One, I think it's called, where, um, like, you know, the, the baddest to Batman with the crow is to Scarecrow, so... Uh, I always thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. I think in this they say in this book they say birds are like Batman yeah. said something about a bird or something he was afraid of. Adopted that, but yeah, you're right about that. Well, I think sure. this this book might have come out before Year One as well, the Scarecrow Year One. So maybe that's why. Yeah. I bet it did. So some, so so somebody's <laughs> getting shot up. What's going on over here? For, uh, for yeah, any... at, at, at the same time that all this is going on, Scarecrow has multiple crimes going on throughout the city to uh, <clears throat> to attract the police's attention. He just well, K. not only yeah to distract the police and probably you know he knows Batman's on his trail mm. and whoever else in New York City you know all the heroes and the Daredevils and the Spider Mans and all this stuff. So he's he's planned to. Mm. Planning to distract them all. Yeah, and then Batman Daredevil on the scene. What's that that panel where they're jumping and Batman has the oval on his chest but no bat in it? Am I? You guys see I saw that? Well, <laughs> what the fuck is up with that? Damn, I have to go back maybe, to the Batcave. Well, maybe it's because <laughs> he's in Manhattan now, and you know yeah. they don't. Maybe yeah, they want to. That shit don't fly in Manhattan. He got to take it off. Well, he, like he, he doesn't have the trademark for the bat symbol in uh. <laughs> in New York, they both jump fifty feet down and land in a two by two space in the Batmobile seats, and uh, aim for the bushes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pick- you think this guy's art's really good, but this Batmobile, not so much. Mm. Yeah, kind of phoned it in on the Batmobile. <laughs> People are pissed about that Batmobile, man. <laughs> so they they pay Kingpin a visit. Yeah, you know, because Daredevil and Kingpin go way back. Uh, makes me wonder this came out in 2000 yeah. was this after his identity was outed because he sure talks a lot about you know i'm gonna have you, my lawyers you know blah 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 let's my he lets his lawyers do everything for him you know yeah, yeah. yeah. i believe it was if i remember correctly mm. i just like the fact that kingpin is not scared of batman at all Mm. Well, he he's he's never worried about anything. He he plays it cool no matter what's going on. Even when he finds out that he just lost, uh, he just lost his army and uh, you know all, all of his uh, guys on the street. He doesn't care. Yeah, I think it's all about the character. He never shows any weaknesses or anything. Mm. I love that panel where Batman jumps in through the window and he's like, "Come in, why don't you, dude? That Batman yeah. looks badass." Oh yeah, yeah dude. Oh. It almost looked like that famous. Uh, piece that Capullo did. Yeah, same yeah. pose. Yeah. I, I figured it out. He left the Batman oval in the car, and when they got in the car, he got to put it back on because he <laughs> had it there. It, it's magnetic. Dude, that would be a good idea if, if his logo on his chest was also a battering that was like magnetic or something. You could just take it off and whip it around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope Tom King's listening. He, that's a good idea. Tom King. Yeah, like where he. Where he keeps like the the key for the Batmobile, and he presses a little button. <laughs> I like how it lit up with um, when I think David Finch was doing it. I thought that was really cool for whatever oh, I reason. Love that. Yeah, that was a really nice touch. Yeah, they really would draw attention to the gunfire like it's supposed to. So that was yeah. really cool. <laughs> Batman always thinking, always thinking ahead, right? So they they just got some information from Kingpin about uh. Yeah, they're leaning on Kingpin to try to get some information and uh. Hmm. You know, Kingpin's kind of throwing him off. You know, he's like, "Yeah, my alleged operations and all this stuff." And uh, so he says, "Well, you know, why don't you check out these West Side Tower? Uh, because there's some people there that don't always observe the laws." And uh, so Batman and Daredevil take off, and and Batman's like, "Well, how do we get to this West Side?" And uh, Daredevil's like, I don't think we should. You can't trust Kingpin. He's a liar. Yeah. 
and uh, then we, he's like, you know, if he says black, it's going to be white. Mm. And then, boom, get this big splash page of this helicopter. Yeah. You guys remember that TV show, uh, what was it, Black Hawk or? Or like Iron Wolf or something. Iron Wolf, yeah. <laughs> Iron Wolf. I thought, I, thought, Gramps, I thought you were about to pull back to like Welcome Back Cotter or something. No, dude. <laughs> Iron that Wolf, one. dude. Oh, yeah. That, that TV show was awesome. Yeah, and just, then there was another one. Was it like uh, Blue Thunder? They had like two yeah, helicopter some... shows. Yeah, this chapter's laying waste on Daredevil and Batman, dude. I love dude, that. I love that page where it shows like the multiple. Yeah, they're flipping and yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, uh, oh, yeah. they jump over the ledge. It's pretty cool. So it's a uh, kingpin's in the chopper too, whatever it is. <laughs> what an asshole, <laughs> man! <laughs> this uh, this this image kind of reminds me of uh, Daredevil: Born Again, kind of at the end where uh, I know a good account by that that goes by the name as well. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where it gets crazy because uh, you know they jump off the building to get away from uh, you know the. Iron Wolf, Kingpin, and uh, <laughs> he flies off, and they're like, he's heading south. I told you he was a lion dick. Yeah, he's a dick. Mm, yeah. <laughs> fake news. Fake, fake news. <laughs> fake news. Then they head and to then... the Statue of Liberty where um, the Scarecrow's, on, he's pretty much on top of it, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, man. This yeah, was so funny. Dude, when this he pulls was... out that gun, that is a fucking yeah. amazing image. Dude. <laughs> All right. So now we're in our fourth act. Uh, Reign of Terror, and you got a crazy-ass scarecrow <laughs> on top of the Statue of Liberty with his toxin that he wants to release in the air for an upcoming storm. That just shows you how crazy he is. He's, he's shooting at Kingpin, too, like right through the window. That's pretty badass. Scarecrow doesn't use guns. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, wait a minute, that's Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is wow look at the kingpin jumps out and just uh hangs from statue of liberty batman in the bat boat with daredevil <laughs> it's like yeah, where did this boat come from I know. <laughs> I, exactly they just took they just took one of the harbor tour boats and and took off huh yeah because look at uh, it, it looks like it looks like matt might be driving it do you drive do you drive a boat or do you pilot it <laughs> whatever, whatever Dude, I think. it looks like turtle matt and, uh, is batman driving it this isn't that, and... matt's dr- so a blind man's driving the boat well, I guess I guess Batman you can know, always you know, guide. You know, you, you know oh, Batman would, would go for that. Batman's not gonna have some blind guy in a red suit driving the bat boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to knock it for that. Take notes. Oh, someone's losing a little. <laughs> so Batman and Daredevil are heading towards the thugs at the base of the statue, and uh, they just throw a battering and the billy club at their heads. Which we got a couple of goons. One's got this nice five-head mohawk uh, mullet. <laughs> I think I think that is technically a skullet because he's bald on yeah, top. Yeah, he's bald. Yeah, <laughs> boy. Holy shit. Skullet. <laughs> Never heard that. I love the panel where a batarang and Daredevil's billy club takes them, you know, each you one. Know, you know, yeah. It's kind of like that tenacious D song where he's like, that's fucking teamwork. <laughs> 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 and then they start going up and uh there's like there, batman's like there's no way of telling if he's in the head or the torch daredevil's like you take the stairs and he goes up and uh batman starts fighting kingpin and kingpin starts kicking his ass oh yeah, yeah it does but yeah. daredevil's on stairs too but he is on stairs. stairs yeah <laughs> you take the stairs i'll take oh, no he's on an escalator that's an escalator it's a round escalator? Cool. I yeah. know they had a round escalator in the yep. because, Liberty. I mean, because Batman's taking the stairs, and if he's not on stairs, he's got to be on an escalator. So Good point. I mean, it's just logic, dude. Come on. <laughs> Keep up, babe. I, I didn't know they made a round. My bad. We, we don't have those in Canada. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, you know, they got to pit the DC hero against the Marvel villain, and then the Marvel hero against the DC villain. Kind of makes it cool. Yeah, Man without fear versus the fear master. I love this fight scene because, uh, you know, Batman, he's he's giving a kingpin, but kingpin is laying waste on him. Yeah, they're getting it in, man. They're scrapping. Yeah, and then Scarecrow gets a shot of his fear toxin into oh, Daredevil. That's, a, that's amazing. Wow. It's, it's, it's the part that you waited for. You knew it had to come. Damn, I love yeah. how they drew that, too. Then you have a Doc Ock and Elektra. Yeah. Kingpin. I don't know who this guy is right there. It's the Planet the of the Apes guy with the... 
Flash Gordon with the what? He-Man cut. I don't know. Then you've got Nuke from Daredevil Born Again I, right I, there. I thought that was Contra. No, that's, that's, that's Nuke. He's... <laughs> oh, put in the Contra code. Taking <laughs> just like, oh, man, someone say Contra. It's time to play. <laughs> Contra code. And then Daredevil starts laughing. Yeah. Ah. So it's kind of cool. Daredevil like hangs Scarecrow off the uh, the torch. Then Kingpin and Batman still going at it, boy. Man. Yeah. I guess that panel there too kind of answered it, where Daredevil's laughing in the beginning because he said he throws back his head and laughs in fierce face. So I guess in the beginning he's the one who laughs in fierce face, and Batman's the master of fear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just love how, like, after they've caught Scarecrow, <laughs> Kingman's like, okay, I'm done. Hey. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, what did you say? Uh, I, I fear a tragic error has been made. We have no business fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a bit ridiculous. And then I so like go, how he Okay, says, you guys already got him? I might. He doesn't want, you know, be around when the cops show up. And then he says to Batman, I look forward to learning your secret identity when my lawyers insist you appear in court. Toodle dip, old chum. And then Daredevil drives the boat away. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and then uh, we see a pissed off kingpin. You know, I don't know why they had to throw that in there. But anyways. And then they sailed towards the, the mainland and they showed the Twin Towers, which is pretty cool. Twin Towers, yeah. This was like a year before. That's crazy. Yeah, why, why is Pin pissed off down there? I guess because uh, we're Daredevil. Oh, I know. That was his boat they took. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> that makes sense. They wouldn't make sense. It tries to be a profound ending when he's like, you find that too. And he's like, more often than I like, welcome to the club. Club? Humanity. <laughs> Just like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is that, you know, Batman and Daredevil are sailing away or whatever they do on boats. And there's not a, you know, there's lightning, but there's no rain. But then when you see Kingpin, now it started raining on him. Oh, what does it mean? Pouring on his ass. What does it mean? <laughs> He's on the Jersey side of Ellis Island. <laughs> That's acid rain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man I, i'll give it an a for art see them do this like in the span of what they're doing with batman and the turtles and stuff and i mean that. yeah because you you got to get for a crossover you kind of need to give the first issue to establish why they're all coming together give time to flesh that out but uh the the, the interaction like between the two characters is is good enough to make it a good story for it's definitely enjoyable um like what you guys were saying earlier it's like what's the real story i mean you know a scarecrow he's got a, he's got a briefcase full of what, uh, supposedly incriminating evidence against kingpin and then he well, uh, he had information on uh kingpin's operations i guess yeah mm. yeah but then and then he hijacked a bu- you know a bunch of the kingpin's men and other than that it's kind of like okay well kingpin's pissed off at scarecrow they're gonna fight you know he's trying to get scarecrow batman and daredevil are trying to stop them both mm-hmm. i mean I, I would love to have seen more of a story but as robin said just having the two characters together um and the art i mean i, I, oh, it's really good. I think uh, my take on all that like yeah it needs to be fleshed out more but i guess he took over king king's operation to like turn new york into like i don't know like a fear orgy like everybody's on yeah, fear he, toxin freaking the yeah. fuck out yeah yeah but it needed it's more elaborate it should have been fleshed out more to get that across yeah yeah, really. yeah i'm sure they had a limit with what they could do on this uh, so, so, out of five screw orders diggity what do you give a diggity <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is that a bad thing so i think i get with what uh, you were saying give it a four out of five that's four out of five well, yeah, you, Grams. How, how many out of, out of five do's? How much do do you give? Well, out of five do's, uh, I will say I liked I liked the first story in our work better. Well, it took me. A, too, I had to read. I had to read this one a couple times to really kind of appreciate it more. I, I do like this guy's art style for for. Uh, yeah, I like it too. both the characters, and I really love his Catwoman. Oh, diggity. Love yeah. Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll give it. Let's see. What did I give the other story? Four point two five. That's so. Two do. And then since Daredevil was driving the boat, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid four. Uh, I'll four do's. Four to five do's. 
Poor, yeah. poor dude, yeah. That Catwoman definitely gives the diggity its due. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Mountain Dew? <laughs> what about you? How many trunks out of five trunks, trunks? Um, I'd say it was a solid uh, three and a half, four trunks. Mm. Uh, three trunks and a glove box. Not bad. <laughs> cool. uh, one question I was going to ask all you guys was, uh, Zab, uh, I think Dustin Nguyen said that he would love to do one. Of course, Char, uh, Soul said, you know, that would be great to do. But if if they if they made one and you got to choose, okay, Batman and Daredevil versus you get to pick, you know, one character from Daredevil's uh, villains gallery and one from Batman. I mean, it, I mean if you want to explain even who you'd like to see write it and do the art, but who would you guys like to see Batman and Daredevil take on next if they made a first? If it was going with parallels of two villains, I would love to see either Bullseye. from Daredevil's side, Bull, Bullseye or Punisher, if you'd count him, and on Batman's side, Deathstroke. What about Deadshot? Like Deadshot yeah, and Bullseye. Wouldn't that make more sense? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Wes. I, I threw out this idea in the talk about the previous book. You know how the Daredevil has fought against uh, Leland Al Owsley, and Batman has the Court of Owls. What if Leland Owsley was like the Manhattan head of New York Court of Owls? Oh, that would be that would be a great idea. Uh, if we're, if we're doing duos, though, uh, I think it would be fun if there was not that they're. Uh, they necessarily have to be uh, enemies in it. They could do a lot. Uh, there are a lot of angles they could take it, but uh, a Daredevil and Elektra with Batman and Catwoman. Well, no, what about oh. Batman? What about Batman yeah. and Talia? Because it's the the glove. Was it the glove and the League uh, of Shadows? Didn't we yeah. discuss? Yeah. I, I think we did yeah. it last episode. Well, what about yeah. like the um, uh, the hand versus? Uh, That's what I meant. The hand. Yeah, yeah, I meant the hand. Yeah. Hand, glove, middle finger. You know, all the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying, uh, it would be really cool if they did a story of uh, the hand and um, the League of uh, uh, League of Assassins aligning together, and yeah. like Batman and Devil going up against it. That'd be really cool. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. So, would it yeah. be uh, who would be the head of the League? Uh, the, the hand would it be Electra? So, like Electra in the The hand has a guy. What's his name? Like Master Show. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you said hand. So, yeah. <laughs> Or something. Uh, that's what I was saying. I can't remember what the guy is that normally heads it up, but they've had it change. Like even the kingpin was over the hand at one point. Well, they had they had this guy that I think his name was like Master Show or something like that, and he kind of like Ra's al Ghul was like this immortal right. type of martial arts badass who he actually he actually started the hand, and that yeah. this was like when the hand was like. Uh, like a samurai guardian uh, army to protect Japan, and then it kind of got twisted throughout the years, and he broke away and started the chaste, which was like the good yeah. side that fought against the hand. But he right. was like an immortal himself, so you could have like him and Raza Ghul team up. That'd be kind of cool. Well, it's cool too because like he. Just like the League of Assassins, the hand has that whole immortality thing going on too. Except they use usually like sacrifice and stuff to gain their immortality and everything. So they they really would be great teamed up together because they have kind of a good bit in common. Except you know, except for trying to what they're trying to do uh, by their means. Like you know, race is wanting to thinks he's making a better world and the hand is basically just trying to conquer <laughs> or, or imagine um, what would be new recent detective um, storyline really good by the way um, what if you had like Electra and the hand team up with Lady Shiva and the League of Shadows yeah that'd be awesome oh, that would be cool I would love to see I'd like, Shiva to, see, and I'd like to see Shiva versus Electra me too I'd I'd Lady that. Shiva all the way man Lady yeah. Shiva <laughs> Dude, Lady Shiva is no I joke. That, I get that uh, March Batness bracket. Oh, we shit. Started, we, yeah, I kind of felt like, too, in, in our bracket, too, it would have been... Because uh, when I think Punisher, uh, I think Deathstroke in DC because of the, the tactical, you know, yeah. gene, stuff like that. I think they'd be a cool matchup, too. I just can't believe you guys voted against a veteran. <laughs> I stayed you weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> The thing with Deathstroke is that he's got his uh, uh, fast, quick healing ability. 
Yeah, yeah. That's that would be uh, his definite advantage. But their their tactics and uh, their um, combat abilities and stuff are, Dude, are man. So it would be a really good fight. Deathstroke, man. What about you, Curve? How many uh, custom comic book boxes out of five do you give it? How many boxes? Uh, I'm going to go four and a half. Not bad. That's a, I, not I, bad. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the interaction between them enough. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's what made it for me. And, and the art was fantastic. Yeah, I, I really liked the, uh, yeah. that uh, dark style of the art. Yeah, I, I just noticed uh, the big leg up for this book was that the editor was none other than Ralph Macchio. <laughs> not the same guy. <laughs> leg up. He said the, the illusion for he me. Said a, <laughs> he said a big leg up. <laughs> Love, that's awesome. That's and uh, LPC, how many... Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> how, many bri- how many bridge gates do you give it out of five? Nice. <laughs> uh, what did I do? Four and a half yesterday? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think... Or the other day, yeah. I, I say around there, man. The art is fantastic. I'm I'm looking at the uh, panel of Scarecrow holding the machine gun. Like that's just fucking that, that's awesome. That's amazing. See, dude. Yeah. Did, do you, did... dude, I would love to see like here <coughs> another crossover like this. The dynamic you have with Matt Murdock when they're going to that uh, was Columbia amazing. Law School. So yeah, that was yeah. so clever, dude. Now, well, during this time, you know, Marvel still had had some great books going on. During, man, those um, were the days, huh, Diggity Man? When the... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those were the days. Yeah, Marvel uh, had this... some good books. <laughs> This this book is a little bit uh, easier to find than uh, I. No, I for an I is a little bit easier to find than King of New York because uh, I for an I, I think they did a bigger print run because it was at the time that they did those, they were doing those two packs where you would get two of the two books from the crossover series, and yeah. they would be at like Kmart I think it was uh, would have them like you would get. Uh, eye for an eye and like the superman silver surfer uh crossover in the same pack huh, right it's weird with these books too now because it's not like it's not like they're real high in like value you're not going to pay a lot to get them yeah. they're just hard to find so grams so grams that that covers both crossovers grams do you feel like we gave the devil his due i do So for our listeners out there, if you get a chance to grab a copy of Batman, Daredevil, Eye for an Eye, and King of New York, definitely do it because both really fun reads, uh, great artwork, fun stories, great dynamic. I think both crossovers did a really good job at painting a realistic picture when it comes to the dynamic between Daredevil and Batman, which is, it's kind of cheeky, you know, they're both small, you know, one's grumpy, the other's a smart ass, and uh it's fun Good to cop, watch. bad cop. Yeah, and uh, it's a shame because uh, it would be it would, mean, it would be nice to see more of these these kinds of crossovers, but it's probably never going to happen the way Marvel and DC do business these days. But uh, but if you, if you probably the two the, the biggest badasses on each side of the big two, so uh, highly recommended. And with that said, Trunks and Wes is in here tonight, so Wes can't say where the fuck is the Trunkler. So uh, oh, where the fuck is Rich? <laughs> Trunks, you got to say where the fuck is Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Trunks, the yeah. Fuck is Tom. <laughs> Trunks, take us out of here, Trunks. Uh, well, that'll. I don't know, what the fuck? <laughs>